0: Welcome to another episode of Questionable Questions, where I speak upon my parenting style and ask those questions we are so scared to ask to ourselves. I will also talk with my husband, children, family, and friends, and ask those questionable questions that we sometimes fear to have the answers to. Okay guys, so on this episode of Questionable Questions, we're gonna build upon last week's podcast and discuss further on what it means to be a man. So on this episode, it's my husband and I just chit-chatting, conversating about what he had, his idea was of a man as a child and what his idea of a man is now, and do he fit or see if he feel, fell short of that ideal of what he believes was a man when he was a child. So stay tuned. Hello. Hey, babe. Hey, beautiful. You made
1: it. I with <laughs> this but I made
0: it. Yay. You ready?
1: I stay ready. So get ready. I forgot the questions again.
0: <laughs> we just gonna wing it then.
1: I'm winging it. I'm ready to wing it. I'm getting my smoke. To- All right.
0: All right. So I guess the main, like, one of the questions was, what as a child, right, when you were younger, how did you? Not necessarily human, but what was your how do I wanna Jesus? Now I forgot the question.
1: Of course you did. Um let me see. I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay. Right. Uh it was what did you think a man was as a child? And do you feel
0: the yes. same way? So what did you think a man was as a child?
1: Um as a child, what did I think a man was? It
0: mm-hmm. could be something very simple, like you know. But mm-hmm. like, what did you think a man was? Like when you grew up, you was like, "This is the type of man that I want to be."
1: You know what? It was hard to say that. It, to be honest, it was mm-hmm. really hard to say that because.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh? I said why.
1: Because there weren't many positive male role models in my life. Okay. Um, like a lot of the males that I interacted with or even saw were mm-hmm. the type of people that you would see growing up as an 80s baby in Harlem. So exactly. they were, you know, the dope boys, the drug dealers. Um, all of that other good stuff however I did have some positive male role models in my life like my uncle Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see the types of things that he was doing he lived in another state at the time so when I did see him he would always show up with positive information and he would always try to lead me down a good path for my life Mm -hmm. Um, he was prior military Um, by the time I got done with the military he had done 35 years but that's a whole other story Um, mm -hmm. so and you know which uncle I'm talking about yes I do Um, but uh, let's see since I didn't have many positive male role models in my life what I did think a man did or what I thought a man was supposed to do was to ensure that you know bills were paid and raised children, I didn't really have much of a view on what a man does like a real man does and what he should be doing
0: okay, and then the other question was what do you what was it what did what do you feel a man should be like now like do you have an ideal of like what a man is now
1: um huh what a man is now and also that wasn't the other question you gave me
0: I know I'm I'm going off the top of my head because I don't know the other question what was the other what
1: question feel, what do I feel a man is now
0: that was the other question
1: no I'm asking you is that what you want to answer
0: Oh, yeah, you can answer that one, but I also, I'm nosy. I want to know what I You want to know what
1: the other one was? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I got you, stand by. Um, Do I feel that I fall short of what I think a man is now?
0: Okay, so yes, answer the question I just asked you. What do you feel a man is now? And then to further that, answer that second question that you just said. Like, do you feel you come short of what you think a man is?
1: All right. Um, so, in my opinion, um, a man is someone that handles his responsibilities, regardless of how he feels about it. He mm-hmm. does what he wants. Excuse me. He does what he has to do so that he can mm-hmm. do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But I believe that is adulting altogether. So it doesn't necessarily fall into the realm of man or woman. But for me, I believe that a man is someone that does what he has to do in order to do what he wants to do. Therefore, um, not even therefore, um, also, I believe a man handles all of his responsibilities. So if a man's responsibility is being a husband, he is attentive, then that means he is attentive to his wife. He ensures that his wife or his partner, excuse me, mm-hmm. he ensures that his partner is well taken care of. And it doesn't necessarily mean financially because their partner might be financially well off. Yeah. Um, for example, with you, you are financially fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so you don't need me to provide for you financially
0: well on a on a side note let's mm-hmm. let's take a side road real quick mm-hmm. and then we get back to it but that is a conversation as well like do you know you can't obviously you can't speak for the collective because you only can speak about yourself and your experiences mm-hmm. but collectively do you think that men have a problem with that like do you feel like because what sometimes what I see right as a female is because I'm so financially independent and I don't need a man but you know obviously I want you in my life (laughs) but like I don't need you like is that like a hit for a man like is that like is that why you like oh you're too independent for me like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. like I don't I personally don't understand that concept of, oh, you make more money than me, so I'm not a man. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Right. I follow.
0: So, like, as a man, can you give me, like, a man perspective on that ideal?
1: Um, so, for me, that don't bother me. Mm-hmm. That is a confidence issue for some men. Okay. Um, also on that same token, that comes from some of the women that they may have in their life. Women that constantly feel like, Oh, I need to be taken care of, or you need to provide financially for this house, you need to provide. Mm -hmm. And there's that constant statement of, You need to provide, that men take to heart. Yeah, and like I I understand, you want to, you know, as a man, you want to ensure that everything's handled, bills are handled you know, the your spouse doesn't want for anything. I understand that. However, that is a confidence issue. If a, a truly confident man is not mm-hmm. worried about whether or not his spouse is making more money than him, he knows that he's doing his part mm-hmm. by his business for their life. Okay. So I believe that the men that are intimidated by financially secure women Mm -hmm. have a confidence issue okay they feel like they need to catch up or keep up or surpass their partner when it's not a race against your partner or at least it shouldn't be Mm -hmm. it should be a marathon alongside your partner
0: Mm, yeah it totally should be like know. how I've always told you, we need to work on ourselves individually, but doing it as we're working on ourselves collectively. Exactly. So, like, we're walking down the same path, but walking down that path, we are also walking on our own path. Exactly. Alright. Sorry, we digress there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot. We do. Um.
0: So... For your ideal as a man, do you feel you are that man?
1: Nope. I feel like I fall short all the time.
0: And why do you feel that way, though?
1: That's because I hold myself to very high standards. Um, Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I want to ensure that I can provide at all times. And when Mm -hmm. I feel like I am unable to provide those things, it's Mm -hmm. to to my confidence. Um, If I feel like I'm not being the best father, if I feel like I'm not being the best partner, if I feel like I'm not providing everything that is wanted, then I feel like I'm falling short. But then I have to sit back and really think about it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not providing all the wants, does, that doesn't mean that I'm not providing the needs.
0: Yeah, because I was about to say that, because like what you want to provide, like you want to provide as a father, you want to provide as a spouse. Like it may not necessarily coincide with what I as your wife want or need, or the children want or need. Like you know what I mean? Like if we sat the children down and be like, Do you think daddy falls short as a dad? I can guarantee none of them will say yes. Valid point. Insane insane for me. Like <laughs> If someone was like, do you feel like your husband is providing and doing what he needs to do for you? And I'm going to say yes, because I don't have a need. I actually, I don't have a need for anything, you know, like, yeah, I want my babe, you know, i spoil spoiled. I want him at my side 24 seven. But I do not feel you for short as to like making me happy or fulfilling the needs of husband and wife or partner or best friend or lover or whatever like I don't feel there's any shortage there even with the the obstacles thrown our way like you know what I mean it's yeah. it's not our ideal situations uh-huh. but it still gets done Yeah, like you know what I mean and I feel the children if we sat the kids down and asked them they will know yeah they will say the same thing you right right like whenever you whenever they call and you pick up the phone and or whatever they ask for something you know we don't give our children things right then and there you know that instant gratification stuff can go right out the door mm-hmm. but they know like okay it's not a no You know what I mean? Unless it's something seriously that's detrimental to their well-being or Mm -hmm. health or whatever. We never tell them no, but we always tell them either you have to do something in order to get it because nothing in life is free and you have to work for yourself Mm -hmm. or like not at this time because we have other priorities as a family Mm
1: -hmm. that we need to attend
0: to. Mm -hmm. So... I don't feel, me personally, I'm putting it out there into the world, feel you for short.
1: but oh, Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. So. But yeah, that's really, like, I really wanted to see if there was a difference from what you believed or thought a man was. Like, when you was finally in the military, right? Uh-huh. And you were finally around other men. Uh-huh. like. Did you have anybody that you would be like that was like that light bulb for you that was like oh this is what a man is supposed to be yes. not necessarily in regards to like being married or having kids you know mm-hmm. but just a man in general the
1: embodiment of a man Exactly <clears throat> Um there were actually a few people like that and I'm actually grateful to those people because they helped to shape me into who I am today. Um, mm-hmm. I still talk to a few of those gentlemen. Actually, mm-hmm. one of those gentlemen um, wrote me a recommendation letter for my first internship at a studio um, when I was back home in New mm-hmm. York. Mm-hmm. I sent them an email. Excuse me, I hit him up on Facebook. And I was like, hey, listen, I like I've worked for you for X amount of time. I, you know the ins and outs of how I work. Would you be okay with um, sending a recommendation letter for me to work as an intern at my first studio? And he sent it, but mm-hmm. the reason I bring him up is because that man was always about his business.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he was always on the ball. It didn't matter if it was professional or personal,
0: he was always mm-hmm.
1: on the ball. He always had sage advice. Um, he was always willing to help others, regardless mm-hmm. of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. If he was in the middle of something, he would stop or he would say, Hey, give me 15, 20, let me knock this out, and then I can give you my undivided. Yeah. Um. I guess it just really depended on what he was working on at the time. But mm-hmm. this particular gentleman, he was honestly the embodiment of a, of a grown man in my eyes because okay. he would always approach everything mm-hmm. with his best foot forward. Okay. Even if he was having an off day, he would approach things calmly. He would approach it logically. He would approach it with the intent to resolve. And that was something that I took from him and you see why I approach any problem that particular way now, because he showed me to approach things that way. Like if there's a problem, you approach it with the intent to resolve. You get mm-hmm. the facts, you get the who, what, when, where, why, and yeah. leave your personal feelings out of it. If it doesn't involve your personal feelings, mm-hmm. um, go in with the intent to resolve. And I love that. And I adopt that into my life.
0: Okay, you definitely do. You definitely do. Because there's times where I'm just irrational as hell. And <laughs> you be like, girl, sit down somewhere. Uh-huh. I definitely like to fantasize about situations that will never occur.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And <laughs> stress and worry myself out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But like for me, that's like what a I man is as far as a partner is concerned a man as a partner Mm -hmm. is like you know you may not know every single thing about your spouse but you know enough that you can anticipate their needs and wants before they even know like what needs and wants are needed if Uh that makes sense Uh so like you know I know we joke about it all the time because like, you be complete in my sentences or even my thoughts before the words can even form in my mouth. You straight be having total conversations between the both of us without me. And i have just be like get on my nerves. <laughs> but it's also a blessing, I feel. Because to have someone that is like, okay, babe's been texting me all night throughout her shift and um she going she have a rough like the one time like you ran a bubble bath with like and had a bowl of strawberries and a glass of wine and like my tablet set up like everything was set up for me in the bathroom when I came home to just relax and you just took all the kids to school and handled everything for the day and let me sleep and like that is that is a lot like that means a lot to me like, you know what I mean? And to be thought about and treated in such a way is just amazing. Aww. Because, like, you know, it makes me feel like, you know, like you said, I'm working on that whole, I'm not alone, you know, thing. So, to feel like sometimes you have the world on your shoulders and I know any mother out there feel like everything is on their shoulders is all to them, even if they do have a supportive spouse. So, when you guys really do take that time, like, my language of love is is like doing basically like helping me out and doing things for me without me having to ask like that's like ooh, you are so sexy oh my goodness <laughs> wow. but like I don't know like I I feel like I had a lot of men in my life growing up so I kind of had like all I think I had the best of both worlds when it came to men mm-hmm. like you obviously the elders in my family you know was those quote-unquote thugs and drug dealers and gang members I don't I can't tell you not one of my cousins uncles great uncles, who was not in the game I cannot tell you that like you know what I mean but I seen that side of it, like, they allowed me to partake in that part of their lives in Mm -hmm. a safe way, you know, and see what was going on behind those doors. But Mm -hmm. I also seen what they did as book smart people, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think I had the best of both worlds for the men as far as they were both street and book smart. And so, like, I had a mix of it all. And then I feel like I just chose which one I liked the most and went that route and it, it just ended up in fire. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so like, I don't know because growing up, cause we've known each other forever. Mm-hmm. So growing up when we were younger, you know, staying at grandma Carol's house yeah. and just chilling with our family and just enjoying things like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you've always been, like, supportive. Uh-huh. You've always been, like, a a guy that us girls can go to, uh-huh. you know, or confide, con, confide in. Oh, my God, <laughs> I can't talk right now. It is, like, almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> But that we can talk to and tell our secrets to and know like you will guide us in uh in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So you was just too goody goody for me back then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and as I said in the previous podcast, you know. I realized that I didn't want that thug with tattoos who's out in the street selling drugs. Like, I wanted a partner, someone that I can build with and grow with. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy I have found it in you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) You don't listen.
0: I didn't listen. But what 12-year-old, or 13-year-old is going to listen when someone is like, I'm going to marry you or get older? Like, boy, (laughs) Bob.
1: Of course, some, of, some, of, some of us could see the future
0: well whatever well i just want to say thank you for tuning in to this podcast and thanks to the hubby for joining in and answering my lovely questionable questions You're welcome. and we will check you guys later yep. Bye. <laughs> usual thank you for listening to another episode of questionable questions please like subscribe share and follow we are now on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and iHeartRadio. please follow us on instagram for all up-to-date information and be sure to tune in next friday at 7 p.m pacific standard time for another episode of questionable questions